It's still hot outside. It's been so dry for so long. The grass on my lawns and in the fields has turned to a golden brown. I have to water my veggie gardens and hanging baskets every day, or they too will begin to look like straw. But several of our mornings have come with a bit of a nip to them. The sun sinks behind the horizon much earlier than just a few weeks ago, it seems. And my pumpkins are growing plump on the vine. All signs that summer is slipping away while autumn is knocking at the door. It's creeping up from behind. I'm always sad to see one season pass, but I'm always excited to see the next arrive. Fall is one of my favorites for many reasons. But if I'm going to be honest, one of the biggest is because of food. The gardens give up everything they've been nurturing, inspiring many, many more meals and side dishes than our fast-paced summer allowed. And most welcome now that school is back in session. And a family, especially one as big as mine, is hungry after a busy day. We gather around the table with more regularity. I'm always seeking inspiration for meal ideas and life, and the two collided beautifully recently. I've been eager to share the experience with you. For the first time since COVID came onto the scene, I was able to attend Broadway in Bryant Park in New York City, an annual tradition where the most popular shows on Broadway perform their biggest hits for free in the park. It's always been a wonderful reason to take my family into the Big Apple to enjoy everything it has to offer, and we have missed it so much the last couple of years. While I was there this time, I met the most remarkable human being. He's a chef. He's a man of deep faith. He's a husband. He's a father. And he is a friend to all. He's a humanitarian. Google him and you'll see monikers like First Food Responder. They call him the Light of 42nd Street, as well as a slew of press about his pizzeria that served up slice after slice of delicious comfort and hope during the worst of all times. All for free. The man has a personality that simply cannot be contained. He seems to have boundless energy And joy, he wants all the folks he comes into contact with to understand that life is a series of countless opportunities. Oh my gosh, talking to him for five minutes and I was ready to to jump over tall buildings and to tackle my biggest dreams. He knows the secret to happiness is gratitude and giving back. His name is Dino Redzik, and today he is here with me on Love Someone with Delilah, and I can't wait for you to meet him in all of his glory. He's got a delightful accent. He is a larger-than-life man. I'll introduce you right after I let you in on some inside information about one of my fantastic podcast sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by a company solving a family problem. They've got the greatest name forever, forever forever.com. 
I love my family and I love all my family memories, especially all the photos and all the videos of my children and my grandchildren. But I have the same problem as many people. My photos, my videos are everywhere. Some are in old boxes and old photo albums. Others are on social media sites and cloud storage accounts and thousands are on my phone. But with all these memories spread about everywhere, they're really nowhere. They're difficult to share and they are all in danger of being lost. And many are being data mined by advertisers. But recently I discovered a solution to my photo mess. Forever is the name of a company that's been helping families save, organize, and share their memories for a decade. And I've opened my own account at forever.com. My forever account is my permanent digital home, which I'm now using to safely save, organize, and share thousands of family photos and videos. Forever is safe, no data mining, no advertising, and you can design and print beautiful holiday cards, books, and gifts. Start today by opening a free intro account at forever.com. It's easy, but if you need help, call 1-888-FOREVER or choose a Forever Ambassador near you. Memories help families stay connected forever. Get started at forever.com and use promo code LOVE for 25% off. Dino, welcome to Love Someone Today, my longer format podcast. I have a shorter one, but in this podcast, I get a chance to talk to people more in depth and hear more of the backstory. So I met you in New York, in Times Square, at your restaurant, Paul's on Times Square, and I was immediately in love with you. It was love at first bite. No, I mean, love at first sight. It was our pleasure and finally an honor to meet you. You have such a a larger than life personality. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get you on the podcast because you're you're just like bubbling joyous energy and your love for New York, your love for cooking, your love for the people, your love for serving others, it emanates from you like a lighthouse. You know how they they have a lighthouse up on a hill? No wonder, no wonder you're in this field. Your words are sweeter than the reality, but thank you. God bless you for that. Well, you're, I don't know what the reality is. I only met you that one time, but that's that was my experience with you. Thank you so much. I started talking about your food because you did a wonderful presentation for us. Just, uh, I mean, you opened your doors early to serve us and made all this special food that I had to take pictures of. It was so pretty. Oh, thank you. Thank it was you. like a painting. Oh, my God. You, you're going to make me blush now. I'm gonna, I won't be able to go back to cooking. I didn't know it was that good. I'm going to have to increase my prices. you could and you could get away with it um because it really was that good but um then we started talking not just about food but about your heart for people and that's when i knew i had to get you on this podcast thank you 
I introduced you to my daughter, Bridget, who is uh, off at Culinary Arts School right now, and you were so gracious and so kind. She was speechless. She just sat there with her mouth open because, you know, she's a little quiet and shy, and you and I are not. I can tell. But but next time you're in with her, we will give her a tour of the kitchen and maybe we can cook something together. Oh, that would be awesome. After we left, she was kicking herself for days like, oh, my gosh, I met a real like a real top chef from New York and I didn't even say anything. I was so shocked. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about your history. You have a delightful accent. What's your backstory? Oh, my God. I wouldn't know where to begin, but I'll, I'll start. Um, I speak seven languages, and uh, English is the last one I learned, but not going in school. I still butcher it, so I apologize already to listeners. But uh, I can converse in many languages at the same time, which is a talent, not only in the kitchen. There is a common joke. They say, how many chefs does it take to change a light bulb? How many? Five one to do actual job and four to tell them how they've done it at their last job <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple i mean cooking cooking is a gift uh, many of us find a profession uh it's amazing life imagine my everyday is similar to yours except people love to listen to you mine is whatever someone calls it a good time is my everyday when you go on a date you go to a restaurant when you have a business meeting go to a restaurant when you go on vacation you go to a restaurant so, and then when you find somebody, enjoy what you create and you get paid for it. I mean, how much more can you ask for? It's a kind of a perfect situation. You, you get to do what you love and make people happy. Uh, it, I'm telling you, it's incredible. And I don't feel like I often forget. It's very hard on my wife and my kids that I forget what time I go to work or when I go home. It's so joyful. Now that's the bright side of it. The hard side of it is very hard in the family. Hours are long. Today, difficulties with employees, with getting the produce in, with getting the stuff bought. But overall, it's all manageable. It, uh, Murphy Law applies more than often, but we kind of learn how to improvise. And it's a, again, like I said, you'll never get bored. You'll never get bored. Even with a few clients in your restaurant versus a line at the door, there is always something to do. Not everything is orchestrated correctly. There is always some room that you can it would take a skillful person to navigate i'm telling you there is a challenges in the restaurant business more than anywhere else but it's manageable and joyful now going back to how i started in this i am a, a doctor quote unquote, uh, a physical therapist that had never practiced a single day wait wait uh, wait 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 you went to all that school and got your education to be a physical therapist and you've never therapized anybody not, not a single day <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I probably, and I probably need it now more than anyone would. Um, also, I concentrated on sports medicine. Not many people know about this. And uh, I would never drug you up. If you're a baseball player and you twist your knee or if you have an injury or your spine or what have you, you're getting off that field. And most likely I'll be fired on my first day. You can fight the owners, administration, whatever the protocol is. Obviously, someone else designed the game, not Dino. And I figure out fighting a system probably won't make me uh, make a living. Uh, definitely, I will feel good about what I do, but it won't work. Then I did not speak English. I find myself in New York. But that will be another story how I got to New York. You're going to need a lot more than half an hour for that. 
I came through Mexico like any other Mexican or, or Hispanic did. And uh, we made my way up to where I am. But at one point I realized, what does the one do? This is not a Mexican accent. I, I know you speak Spanish, but this is not a Mexican accent. It's definitely not a Mexican. Believe it or not, Mexico is so big and it's such a lovely country. Even certain states in Mexico, they don't understand each other in their native language. It's not Spaniard. So it's a, it's an interesting, it's a great country. I actually traveled a lot and seen seen plenty of places and uh, I love the country and I love their food and passion and it's kind of kind of similar to where I come from. Our food is not American food. Our food where I come from in Montenegro, it's more peasant style, but not cooking. It's peasant style living. And you kind of all the food and ingredients were not available year round. We didn't have a resource or to get fresh basil in February or fresh tomato. That's why you have to come with all this pickling stuff and make something last that you're going to, you know, put in a some kind of brine that would last through the winter until the new produce kicks in. So do you can now, do you jar up your tomatoes? Do you can anything? Oh, now, now I don't. But I my first butcher shop that I had slash gourmet, I was uh, making my own stuffed peppers with cabbage, uh, my own pickles. I even did that with a beef prosciutto and my own sausages. And, you know, at, at that time, it was just a dream come true. I mean, back home, we didn't even have a refrigerator, for God's sake. And look in here. I get to create a sausage with my label on. I mean, wow. voila, what an American dream. And such, I mean, today, 30 years later, it's a lot easier. But in the very beginning, I would pinch myself. Like you said, your daughter was like, I talked to a real chef. It's like, my God, is, I did this and people actually enjoy my food. I mean, what an honor. So Paul's on Broadway, the restaurant that you have now, is real Italian food. Is that your favorite style of cooking or do you like more? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, sorry to correct you, I will never do that. It's Paul's on Times Square. On Times Square, sorry. Right on 42nd Street between Broadway and 6th in uh, Hilton Garden Inn Hotel at the lobby, which is at the fourth floor with unobstructed view of the ball drum. The view is beautiful, but not as beautiful as the food. Thank you. Now, uh, when you say Italian food, I am not Italian. I do cook Italian food, but up here, it's more kind of my food, my experience through life. Uh, Kind of New York Italian flair, but New York American Dino's way. How about that? (laughs) Dino flair. (laughs) And why is that? Uh, 90% 90% of my clients are either Broadway goers or hotel clients. And and they kind of set in their ways what they want and press for the time. So you can't really, you know, venture too much or cook them a souffle or make them, uh, you know, something crudo a la fresco or foie gras in certain way. They kind of want that burger, but I want to make sure that they eat the best burger that there is. Or they want to ceviche because they want to you know munch on something while they're enjoying a cocktail at a bar that could sit for a little bit you know it kind of you can i i in this restaurant i really listened to what the clientele what they were asking for and therefore i went back to drawing board and figure out what's feasible what's not but i i tried that with the top ingredients uh, what we do with fish you know i don't i used to have three or four of them on a menu now i only kept only to a salmon and then i'll do one in a special every so often you know, to get a, it is New York and we do have probably the best supplying 
choices in the world, you want to get something that's fresh that you know that you you feel good about. It will feed your kids. Now, when we were talking, you and I started talking about all the wonderful things that you have done, and the the way you talked about America and all the the good you were paying back it was the way somebody talks about a lover like the love on your face and you were saying so many opportunities and so much goodness has come here and you just kept saying i just want to pay it back i just want to pay it forward i just want to be a, a help to other people and i love that that spirit that is motivated by gratitude. That's what I'm trying to get to. Your spirit is motivated, Dino, when I met you, by pure gratitude. And so many people today are so ungrateful and have an entitlement attitude. Like, I'm entitled to this blessing. No, you're not. No, you're not. None of us are. Come on. And yet you you exude that gratitude tell me some of the projects that you've taken on over the years i mean i I can recall just a couple that you mentioned uh, the people that you fed for weeks after 9 11 and the first responders and what you did during the covid shutdown share with our listeners some of those labors of love you took on absolutely i'm going to first stop on your on your first thing on entitlement i often often in all of my uh, public speaking and uh food classes and a pizza show that I do for children, uh, I can tell that a lot of them feel entitled to a lot of stuff. You know, the predominant parental uh, influence in their life and in schooling or what have you. But I often tell them, guys, this is a real story. In the United States, thank God and God bless America, the air is free, nothing else. Even driver license is a privilege, not a right. You have it, you do something stupid with it, they'll take it away. So only free air. And believe me, today, people in Ukraine and everywhere else that there is trouble would die to get some fresh free air. I'm I'm loving what you're saying. I think I have such a hard time parenting my children because I have been blessed. And so I try to bless them. And then I get frustrated that they have this entitlement attitude. And then I have to look in the mirror and go, guess who caused it? Guess who created this? Guess who created this monster? I did. Sure you did. I got nobody to blame but myself. And so I'm constantly trying to help them to understand you. You need to be grateful. You have to have an attitude of gratitude. And um, it's it's kind of hard to come by these days, Dino. I, I tell you, I think, you know, I think, I, you know, I don't know whether you find yourself in that, but in every, every parent story, I find myself and my wife to it. We are professionals, we work very hard, and then we want, we think that we can raise perfect family, perfect children the way we think we should. Uh, then we want a time for each other. And But I think where every American family makes a mistake is, I think children should be part of us every day. Even if you go to dinner, it should be with children and not everybody texting on the phone on a dinner table. Talk about school, talk about day, who bullied who, who had an issue on the bus getting home, whatever the case is but try to be off the social. It doesn't have to last long. Parents often make a mistake. I'm a victim of that. I haven't seen my wife in so long. After not being home all day long, we give them a strange babysitter at home and then we go out to dinner. When we come home, they sleep. 
And that happens Monday and Tuesday, friends come over and Wednesday and Thursday. And children, especially today's children, they don't forget. They pay us right back. And I think this entitlement is where that falls in, where children feel, oh, I was born first. Why does she have to get a car like that? Why don't I have? And it finds parents in a in a very bad situation where they, they're like, oh, my God, I, I created this. How when I was going to school, I didn't even have a car. And now they, they don't want this car. You know, it's not good enough. You know, I good enough or this is not what I wear. You know, instead of you buying me clothes, why don't you just let me buy it on my own? And or or this is the classic in my family. I cook my whole life. I go home. Kids open up the refrigerator. There's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> I can at any given time I can cook for 30 people how much food is in my house, but they open the door, there's nothing here. Close the door, get on the phone, and not even to go pick it up or something, Uber Eats. So you order a burger that costs $12 and Uber charges you 22 to bring it to you. Yeah, no, that, 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 that will never happen on my watch. You're not home to see it. And my studio's in my house, so Mama Bear's got eyes on. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a classic one for American family, and, and that's how we got ourselves into that. I have a friend that when he was younger, he's an adult now, but when he was younger, his parents took him on vacation. I think it was to Florida. And while they weren't really paying attention because they were at the pool and they were having a drink and they were doing this, he ran up like a $700 room fee, you know, putting it on his dad's card on the room card. When they weren't paying attention, he was ordering, you know, a soda and a hamburger for 30 bucks to be delivered to the room. And oh my goodness, his folks came unglued. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indul- your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So back to the, some of the good projects that you have been involved with. And, and 
You were so animated. I wish our listeners could see your face and see the sheer joy when you talk about the joy you feel when you're helping others and doing good for others. Tell me about some of those colossal things you did. I tell you, I uh, by luck of the draw, uh, right pre-9-11, I was a part of opening crew at uh, Windows in the World. And uh, unfortunately, I lost a lot of people that I worked there, uh, 89. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible, horrifying thing that many, that I couldn't. You lost? 89, that I work with every day. That I oh. work with every day. It's just, it was very, I still can't go to the site. Uh, I did some humanitarian, uh, it, it was an interesting project on a World, uh, World Trade Center 7. At that time, my wife and I were expecting our first child. And uh, if I had gone uh, with them, this would have happened to my kids. The kids who, who are survivors of uh, lost one or both parents at Windows in the World had a tremendous trauma issue in their life. And uh, they all got into really bad things drugs alcohol prostitution they just couldn't find themselves they were never given opportunity to be themselves like a normal human being with both parents that they would go for a bike ride or walk in a park they were always missing and media and us we all talk about atrocity on 9-11 so they, they were never gave the right amount of attention that any child of that age would be so those kids were lost and a couple of group people came up uh they wrote a book about him uh, that they said that let's try to give back explain ourselves why is this what it is you know we are not used to you know last time we had something like this was a pearl harbor and uh this was a very different thing to have on american soil and you know every day was a new thing and these children were in a desperate need that some really good people got around and they created this foundation when they asked me to cook and the stories collided and my partners and I just did a nice uh, display and I was moved. I couldn't move. I, I was going to passionately describe and talk about my food, but I, I was frozen. I just had a life flash right in front of me. We don't know what tomorrow brings or we don't know what tomorrow today has for us, but we just have to go forward. So that's that's the one of the first things that we did uh, at the World Trade Center. Then uh, when we opened one of our restaurants, Uncle Paul's Pizza, uh, back in 2012, I think, uh, when Hurricane Sandy devastated New York, we had ability that we cook for larger groups, and we realized that even FEMA found themselves in a very difficult situation. For instance, there is one place called Newdorp in Staten Island when FEMA brought in thousand of food items but frozen uncooked burgers with no ways of family who had lost everything that they can cook those burgers and uh, there was ton of water blankets everything was you would think it's sufficient enough but nobody had thought that these people got not a basic thing at home they don't have a home and even if they do have a home the home has been submerged to the roof so there is nothing dry nothing uh, no power, no no gas, no no drinking water. So the sufficient thing would be to give them full meal. So my partners and I decided uh, we, we actually got support from a lot of neighboring restaurants and neighboring business owners. 
trucks and uh, we brought first 600 hot meals to New Dorp the very first day. My son was uh, five years old and he was so excited that he could make the difference. So that, that is one of the, the things that proudly my partners, Paul Mikai and Nick Akuti and I did. My mom, my brother, who owned a butcher shop at that time, uh, everyone kind of felt in the right place. And believe it or not, it was so well-founded that we served those 600 meals maybe in 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, this can happen in America? Where is everyone else? Why don't we have 10 barbecue grills here and cook all this for But I mean, the next day they catch on and they figure out, they brought in the Corps of Engineers. And like I said, it was not shortage of items. It was just shortage of what was immediately needed. I'm sure there were donuts and coffees. I don't think these people were hungry, but like the comfort of the hot meal, I think, you know, it didn't make you survive, but it made you feel good after you probably lost everything. And th these people really lost everything. Imagine in your household, God forbid, that you lose even last souvenir, the last picture of your dear one, and there is no copy anywhere else of it. So it's, it's amazing what water could do. Then uh, life seems to, you know, challenge itself all the time. Uh, in in the city, in Manhattan, predominantly, uh, landlords are, whether you like it or not, becomes your business partner. Rents are so expensive and it's very hard. You may be in the right location, you may have the right product, but rent is outrageously expensive. Almost that make you not want to do business because you can't afford it. But there is plenty of business. So during... Uh, COVID, we found ourselves, especially my business partner, Nick and I, going to work every day, but to serve no one. There was no phone calls. There was, you know, curfews everywhere. There was no people on the street. For the first week of two, many people were stranded in a hotel, Roosevelt Hotel, that we were located uh, as a commercial tenant. So their kitchen staff never came. So we fed those people for until they figure out a way home. But then after that, and every one of us was thinking, oh my God, this is just a bad dream. Another day, another week. But who would think it will last as long as it did last? So in, in this uh, war, when you couldn't see an enemy, I think the doctors, nurses, EMS, police, all the first responders were true heroes. Amen. God bless them. And, you know, they put their life online over and over again. And now Every day. Every day. So we figured out, you know, talking to each other, you know, you know, everyone thirsty for information, whether it's going to stop or not. But we realized the government was working on a stimulus packages for the restaurants, but everything was coming not fast enough. You know, you, if you shut power in a restaurant for a week or two, everything's going to spoil. If you have a walking boxes and everything full of food, and if you don't have no one need for it in a month, it'll be, it'll be gone. It would expire. So I said to my partner, I said, we have a couple of choices. I said, we be ourselves. And uh, we, we are, by the way, all three of us are not American born. We are American, proud American citizens today. But we came as immigrants. And we figured out it was time that we do pay back. So we decided to, for two to three weeks, that we would feed all first responders for free. That included doctors, nurses, EMS, fire departments, police department, even traffic guys, anyone that was in uniform, 
was more than welcome to get a hot meal. And also, on the other hand, gave us something that we could bring in some of the people who worked for us who were in desperate need of work and so that we don't, you know, we lay off quite a substantial amount of people until the first PP money came in to bring them back. But uh, those six or seven of them really stuck with us all the way. So that was, uh, that was a nice thing to do. We got coverage from a lot of different medias. We even have one gentleman from uh, L.A. who learned what we're doing. I don't even know how he heard about it, but he did, and he called me up, and he said that, um, are you Dino? I said, I am. He goes, you're doing a great thing. I would like to donate $5,000 anonymously and uh, pick a hospital of your choice. And uh, I said, wait a minute. You're going to give me $5,000? You're not even going to tell me your name? I said, I'm just going to take your money. I'm not going to cook. He goes, no, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to cook. And we did. Wow. I wish Dino had hours to talk with us, but he's got a restaurant to run and a thousand things to do on a busy day in the city. Let me tell you about another of my podcast sponsors then, and we'll wrap up our conversation with our guest today. The 70s Rock and Romance Cruise is happening again. This fantastic week-long cruise of great music. Oh my gosh, it is so much fun. Live musical performances from some amazing musicians and bands. Don Felder of the Eagles, Jefferson Starship, Climax Blues Band, the orchestra with former members of ELO. There are so many, many more artists, some 20 in all. It takes place next March in 2023. Seven days and nights of fun. Go online to start planning a great time. The rock and romance cruise.com forward slash Delilah. That's rock and romance cruise.com slash Delilah. When you use my name as you register, you, my friend, will get special pricing. So you know the traditional story called stone soup. No, I'm afraid not. So there's a, a famine. And there's a village, and everybody's starving, everybody's hungry. And Dino comes into the village, and he pulls this this pretty rock out of his pocket. And they said, what is that? And you said, it's a magic stone that makes stone soup. Can somebody bring me a big cauldron, a big pot? Okay, somebody bring me the fire. And he puts the pretty stone in the pot of water and starts boiling it. And he goes, oh, doesn't that smell good? Everybody's watching him going, you're crazy. He goes, no, this will be the best soup you ever ate. If only I had a clove of garlic, it would be perfect. And so somebody says, I have a clove of garlic. And they go get the garlic and they bring it and they put it in. He goes, oh, this is going to be so good enough for everybody. If only, if only we had some potatoes. And somebody else says, I have, I have a potato at home. And they bring the potato. And he cuts up the potato, Dino does, and he puts it in the soup. And then he goes, oh, you know what would really make this soup perfect is if somebody had some carrots. And so the villagers, one by one, bring what they have, as small and meager as it is, and Dino stirs the soup, and minute by minute, it smells better and better. And, and then there's enough soup 
to feed the entire community dinner and lunch the next day and dinner the next day. And then somebody remembers they had more potatoes and it's called stone soup. And the stone wasn't magical at all. It was the community coming together. You're the chef that carries the magic stone, I believe. Um, God bless you. That's a very nice story. And it actually, believe it or not, that a lot of times in a real life situations like that do happen. There is a lot of people that would love to change somebody live. I mean, life uh, in a way they just need to be reminded somehow or invited or they just don't have that entrepreneurial uh, what, do you, what are you going to call it a starting up point that says okay yeah we'll figure it out Let, let's just try and it does happen as a matter of fact you brought me up to uh when we were going to new dorp uh that bit with a convoy of 600 hot meals and we we ran into a trouble that the entire island was evacuated. So every lane of highway and everything was going out of Staten Island. So we got in a gridlock right on Verrazano Bridge with with no moving. Now we have all these food. 600 hot meals. <laughs> for all these people that are leaving the island, they don't know that there is food coming their way, but they are blocking us. We can't get in. So our senior partner and I said, Paul, what do we do? And he goes, I don't know what can i do i say well you know some police commissioners and chiefs or because oh, oh my god never thought of that so just give them where you at and let them come and escort us so my god 20 minutes later we had a convoy of police in front and behind us getting us to the point so like i said there is a it's a contribution from everyone it's just like you have to in incentivize somehow you got to remind them you can ask, you have to ask you're the one with the magic stone you got to try it. I guess that stone does get heat up. Well, I I loved meeting you. I love talking to you. But mostly I love that spirit of gratitude that you have. And I know that you talk to kids. You work with kids. You work with young chefs. You do everything you can to inspire people to have that entrepreneurial spirit and that, um, that gratitude. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I love your food. <laughs> I appreciate it. We have to have you back. And uh, thank you again for inviting us on your show. Uh, and really honored and privileged. Hopefully that you can broadcast, you know, here for New Year's Eve when you can see the ball drop. Where I can see the ball drop. I'm there, Dino. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. Likewise. When you're in New York, you can find Dino where I did, in the kitchen of Paul's on Times Square. There he and his partner, Paul Nikaj, will please your palate with spirited Italian dishes served elegantly, but not unapproachable. It's located in the new Hilton Garden Inn on West 42nd Street in the center of the city that never sleeps. If he's not there, he's probably off caring for someone or a group of someones who he has met with an unfortunate adversity. Because Dino has a grateful heart bigger than the Big Apple, and he will never turn the other way when he sees a need that can be filled. Dino has inspired me to kick things up in the kitchen and to look for ways to be of service to others. I hope this conversation has done the same for you. 
Something to think about as our days grow shorter and those longer evenings might invite some restlessness. Volunteering where your skills and talents will be appreciated is a much better use of your time than wasting it on devices, scrolling through TikTok videos or whatever. Go do something to be a help to others. Thank you for sharing this time with me, for joining me on my radio program, and just for being you. Let's catch up with one another right here in a couple of weeks. Until then, remember to slow down and love someone. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.